comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today as always is Logan Stump. How's it going? Man, it feels like a, it's been like two years at least since we recorded, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we would have done this sooner, especially at the Nations League win, but... Logan had to take some time off. Yeah, it's been fun. Looking for a house is uh, an interesting process. And celebrating an anniversary. And celebrating an anniversary and having a staycation. And oh my Lord. So today's like my first day back. I just watched Loki today. So it was exciting. There we go. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's, it's the right <laughs> Anyway, uh, we are going to be talking the three U.S. games that happened, the two Nations League, the the friendly that just happened yesterday, and um, then we're going to look ahead to the only MLS game that's this weekend, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we also have some little revolution rumors, maybe, Yeah, what we can call that might be debunked by the time this comes out, or it might be official by the time this comes out. I guess we don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but some stuff circulating earlier today. So where we want to start? I think we should go in order here. So we should probably go with the semifinal first, which was Honduras versus USA. Uh, it takes until the 89th minute for Jordan Sabachu. Uh, he goes by PFOC on the jersey. His Twitter handle is call me PFOC, so I'm thinking we should be calling him Jordan PFOC now. Uh, scores, but the MLS website still has Sabachu written there. That's why. Uh, Sabachu scores uh, to make it 1-0, assisted by Brennan Aronson and Weston McKinney. Uh, why, are they, why are those two listed as... Says, wasn't it? Oh no, I guess that's right. I was thinking yeah. like Brooks passes it into the box and then mm-hmm. it goes off of those two players to win one nil. Not a particularly good game for the USA, I would say, and left a lot of people very pessimistic going into a final where they would have to face Mexico by all accounts, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it turned out to be that way, but a lot of people were already thinking that we're gonna have to face Mexico. Mexico and Costa Rica end up tying nil-nil and going to a penalty shootout. Sounds like Mexico didn't really look great in that game. 
So you're thinking these two teams are not going to look really great when they face each other. But boy, oh boy, did we get like the best USA-Mexico game in the history of <laughs> USA versus Mexico. But first, before we get there, any thoughts on Honduras-USA? I know we were texting throughout it. Yeah. I came off more negative, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the one thing with the U.S. men's national team is trying to find a lineup that works. Um, and I think you see it more as, as time goes on, especially with the three matches that we got to see the U.S. team play. I think that you're starting to see uh, a really good shot at what, uh, at least a, a nice shot, like a screenshot of what a, a lineup should be, I think, too, because I think that it's, you know, Jackson Ewell played in the, you know, that center holding mid kind of thing, that role where he's not really an attacker. And we figured that out with the U.S. men's uh, youth national team um, when they were playing down uh, in the Olympic qualifiers. We figured out that Jackson Ewell might not be the ideal option. And when you don't have Tyler Adams healthy or 100 um, percent and then you find out Eunice Musa is also coming in and not in shape uh, and fit completely uh, as time's gone on, you figure that out. Berhalter has been pretty open about just the lack of options that they really have in that spot. Um, but again, like you said, Jordan, in this one, you really did come out of this one feeling like, and especially I know you did that the, that Mexico was just going to wipe the floor with us. Um, but again, when Mexico didn't play as well either uh, against Costa Rica, it was kind of like, okay, so not neither team is coming in a great form, but if you're going to take form, you're going to take Mexico over us just because the youth, you know, we have a lot of youth and they've got a lot of experience. They've always uh, held their own against us. And I think that playing over in Denver, it, I mean, that's, that's close to a lot of States that have a lot of the Mexican fans. Um, so it's, you know, it's out West. So it's giving them even more uh, support. So I, you know, it, it was, it was really kind of scary going into that game. Cause I did think that a one Oh win to Honduras. And, but I texted you guys that it could, anything could really happen, but, I think I was leaning more towards you, like bad things could happen if we keep playing like this. And I will say I was not wrong. I said, if we play like this, we're going <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> we didn't play like that. So we set up totally differently. Burhalter changed everything. Mm. Uh, you can complain about it or you can not, I guess. I don't know. Some people didn't like the way he set us up against Mexico. I wasn't a big fan of it, but we'll say it worked. Uh, he had to make some changes into it, but it did work. But um, just looking at the stats of the uh, USA-Honduras game, USA had 65% possession. They had 10 shots to 7. Uh, shots on goal were even at 4. Um, that's pretty much it. Not not too much else there. USA get the goal late. I thought we were going to penalties because remember the way that that would have worked is 90 minutes straight to penalties for the semifinals. Not until the final do you go extra time. We got a full look at that. We got a full <laughs> look at that in the next one. Let's talk about it. USA versus Mexico. I'm sure this is the one everybody wants us to talk about and the one that everybody uh, should be talking about. We got two minutes into this game. It's in the second minute. So it's actually like a minute and a half into this game where uh, Mexico scores. Uh, Jesus uh, Corona uh, scores to make it um, 1-0 very, very early on here. 
And it was literally right as I was pointing out to my wife that uh, the person with the ball was a former union player. <laughs> um, and I could not even get that sentence out before it happened. I said, this is the way it went. I said, this is, I was like, oh, see him? He's a former union player. He just gave the ball away. They scored. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work very well for you. No, I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> I will tell you. I don't think McKenzie had a great game at all. Mm. Uh, he had a few few things like this, giving the ball away pretty bad. He also is the one that gets called for the penalty later on, which is kind of a debatable penalty. But uh, still, just a very rough game for him. I do like the fact, as other people have pointed out, that Greg stuck with him. I think if you do take him out at like halftime like people were calling for, it probably does wreck his confidence yeah. a bit. But it's it's a very bad giveaway. Um, and look, this is first experience in a real big game like this, that it's excusable. And guess what? This is what they're going to need for qualifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, the nation's league, while it is a trophy, it is very new. This is the first nation's league final. It doesn't have the sort of, uh, prestige as even the gold cup right now in the sense of like history wise, I think people will look at the nation's league as a better competition because it looks like we're going to play first teamers there more often than the gold cup. But like historically it's the first one. Um, so it's great that like this is a, that this is a big moment for him and he's able to kind of rebound go forward with with doing this because ultimately i know a lot of people have been asking for we need trophies in these windows but the main thing is not winning trophies as a national team i don't think unless if it's i mean the euros is a big deal just because of the historical thing of that like the gold cup is not that big of a deal but the goal is qualifying for the world cup Right, like we missed one. We've won the gold cup in 2017 and we still missed the world cup. So, like, these trophies don't actually matter until you get to the world cup. And you're probably not going to win the world cup, but it's just, it's nice for these young guys to get a trophy like this uh, and make a come from behind win and stuff. Uh, so, I think that helps their mentality. But ultimately, fan base wise, it's just like everything should be targeted towards the qualifying, right? Like all of this stuff, this come from behind win and stuff is going to help us in qualifying. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I, I just went way off script here because we only went about the two minute mark here of the <laughs> game. But just like, uh, you know, the lineup or anything that stood out to you in the, you know, the giveaway and what it means for the nation's league final as a whole. Yeah. I think the giveaway, like you said, it's, I mean, it's just youth. Um, it's an experience in those big games. It's somebody that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of pressure and, and there's a lot of pressure, especially with this young generation, which is something I think that a lot of people don't understand is that we have the, one of those young teams that people are just looking on to really just do something. And this is like, uh, you know, one of those generations that think that can be competitive to win a world cup uh, down the road. Um, and I think that that's got a lot to do with the pressure uh, that's mounting for, you know, some of these younger players. 
it will i do think it will break some of them uh, and not break them to where they they'll not be competitive in any other their you know of their clubs but i think it'll be enough to to rattle them where you know like uh, the performance that tim ream had I, I think that 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 was just it was brutal to watch um and I think that when you have things like that, uh, I'd say who's not going well right now is Serginio Dest. Um, and he, he arguably was our best, if not the top talent when we were playing those friendlies. Um, earlier yeah, yanked on. 60 minutes. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and again, Berhalter tried. I, the one thing I will say, I, what I liked is that Berhalter after the, um, after the Honduras match, he went to a back three and, and was more of like Reggie Cannon uh, or sorry, of uh, not Reggie Cannon. It was, um, it was Dest and Yedlin. Uh, Yedlin. Yeah. So playing them more as like wing backs and, and kind of filling into those back spots, um, which is really nice. So, um, you know, it, it's a change of scenery. It's a change of lineup. I actually like the Weston McKinney and Kellen Acosta in the middle. Kellen Acosta is like not the ideal. And obviously when Tyler Adams, if he is healthy, gets healthy and he stays healthy, he can play longer minutes. So he's kind of eating up those minutes at Acosta. Cause I think it would actually work well if you had more of like, cause I know Pep does this with Gundawan and he does it with De Bruyne where they kind of just rotate and that double pivot to whoever they think might be, there might be times where like, you know, the midfielder is better at, you know, I need to get, you know, forward more or I need to defend more depending on the situation. So I think that, you know, Berhalter trying this kind of stuff really worked well. Um, and then Berhalter played Pulisic, and I'm confused when, when managers play Pulisic because he doesn't get to play at Chelsea. Um, but, again, he's he's a captain, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it because this game's got a lot to unpack. But overall, I, I think the, the defense is still really shaky, um, and I'm not sure it gets better in a year. Like, I'm not sure there's, like, somebody that's going to pop up out of nowhere and really take the the helm. Um, you know, I really worry about Anthony Robinson. I worry about Tim Ream. I worry about guys like that, that, you know, without an Aaron Long, who I thought was more stable, uh, just because he's got more experience. Um, well, one thing tough. I want to say about Ream, I, I think he was there for the experience, I guess. But – when, when that lineup came out, I was texting my dad, and I was like, I don't understand why it's just not Miazga then. Yes. You know? Yep. Like if you want somebody yep. playing like a center back of the three mm-hmm. center backs yep. in the back, Miazga could be good there. He also gets up for those Mexico games. I'm sure everybody's seen the memes of him with Ly- uh, Lions, uh, you know, with him doing the height thing to him and getting into it the last time they played a big game. and. That that uh, I think that could have been used because uh, Reem. Let's face it, he's thirty four, or so he's he's on the <clears throat> downward trend, and he has also played seven games for Fulham this season. Hmm. That's it. So I can understand not playing Robinson there because Robinson's more of a left he's back, a fullback, yeah, yeah. Then playing him left center back is still not going to probably give them the results they need. But Miazga, who's a actual center back. Maybe his, I think Miazga might be right-footed, so that might have been a problem. But, yeah, I don't here's, know. But here's my question, okay? And, and this is where I still think the coaches are even – Walker Zimmerman is way better than Tim Ream. Way better. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just, I know he was there for the friendly, but, like, he's He got called in late, right? Because uh, so yeah, Miazga got, left yeah, for Miyazga his wedding. Yep. Yeah, for his wedding, yeah. But Walker's, I, I, and I'm actually glad Walker got a chance because I think the more he can get called on. Um, but when I look at it, I'm like, 
here's a guy that I, he's, you know, what's different about him. He's just, he's mean. Like he's really mean. Walker Zimmerman is. And that's what the edge you have to play with. Sure. Maybe he makes mistakes because he doesn't see that kind of speed and in, in MLS or that, but Again, I'm, and again, they, they well, seem Let's not forget, we have McKenzie, yes. who played at the Union last yes. year, barely has played really at Bruges. What, left in January, mm-hmm. right? And he's over there now. I'm not sure how often he plays. He plays game. every, he doesn't play often. Yeah. But who was Defender of the Year last year yeah, in MLS? Or Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in a league where we sold McKenzie for tons of money, and now he's playing for the U.S. men's national team. The player that beat him to best player of the year for defender is not getting looked at as much. That's true. I understand he's older, but like, I think Zimmerman should be in the Gold Cup squad because um, we're going to be down on center backs yes. anyway. But yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he's in that. DK but, could play center back. He's big. <laughs> let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, they... Uh, Mexico scored again. And at this point, I am like, this is over. And I tell my dad it's over. I'm like, this is crazy. Where It's about to be a blowout. But this is the first tournament with VAR in CONCACAF. They take a look at it. He's offside, barely. (laughs) USA get a breather. Then USA go down and score Giovanni. Uh, Reina off of a corner that just falls to him. Nobody's marking him. He's able to put it in. Wonderful. His parents are in the stands. Former U.S. women's national team player, former U.S. men's national team player. They're just loving life there as they watched him him score against Mexico. And we go into the half 1-1. And right when you're thinking that was in the 27th minute, Right when you're thinking it is 2-0 and the USA are in trouble, it's 1-1, it's halftime, and I was able to breathe. And I was able to feel a little more confident in the team. And I was like, you know what? We're putting up a fight now. It's time for us to, you know, just 45 more minutes and and we can go. And I thought for sure we were going to get through unscathed. Uh, You know, there was a few times where Mexico threatened. 60 minutes in, we took off Dest and put in Timothy Weah, which I liked because it showed to me Greg is not just going to be like, well, he plays for Barcelona, so he's staying in. It is, you're not cutting it right now. You're out of there. We're putting in Weah because Weah can play wing, so that kind of fits into the wing back spot. He can do whatever, right, because you have the three center backs in the back as well. We get to... 69th minute, we have to... Zach Steffen has to leave. Injury. In comes Ethan Horvath. Plays for Club Bruges. He's free agent now, so he can go wherever. And uh, Steffen gets injured. He's off. And you're like, man, this is just crazy. What a crazy game. Mm-hmm. They bring in... Uh, Lionez. In the 78th minute, 79th minute, he scores. And at that point, I'm like, are you kidding me? We were 10 minutes away from extra time, and it's already over. I don't know how we're going to be able to score again. Before I can even really get that out of my mouth, 82nd minute, Weston McKinney scores off a corner, and I can't believe it, and it's 2-2. 
at that time, uh, PFOC had come in for Sargent as well in the 68th minute. Then we get right after the McKenney goal, assisted by Reyna. Reyna goes off. Legette comes in. Adams comes in for Tim Ream, which was needed because now Tim Ream got burnt like crazy with Lionez. Uh, and now you have, you know, who's actually probably going to be the real Captain America, uh, Tyler Adams, coming in. He's probably going to be captain more than Pulisic will be. Pulisic, I don't like attacking players as captain anyway, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so having Adams back there, he comes in for Ream, and things start going down. And, and at this point, Acosta starts playing better as well. Like He really settled into the game, I thought, where he looked pretty good. We get all the way to, uh, you know, 90-plus minutes, and we get, like, a fight breaking out. Uh, this game had everything. Uh, you yeah. had a fight breaking out with a tackle on Horvath. Uh, they start choking McKenney. The ref's right there, doesn't see it, I guess. That could have been a red card for Herrera. And then you have, uh, you know, Yedlin getting a yellow for arguing during all this as well. Then they take out Herrera an extra time right after he started another blow up at some point. And we get to uh, Reggie Cannon coming in for Yedlin. Uh, Then we get a penalty in the 114th minute. Uh, Some Mexican fans and some others have said that this is not a good penalty call. I liked it. At first I was like, I don't know. That doesn't look like a penalty. The view where he sticks his foot out in front of Pulisic and trips him, that's a penalty to me. People can say, oh, he touched the ball, but it's not like he had – they were both going for the ball. It's not like he had possession of the ball. He gets his foot in front of it barely Mm -hmm. and then trips Pulisic. That's Like it's a 50-50 ball, and you just trip the guy who's going for it. That's a penalty in my book. What do you think of the call? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was. um, Like you said, the first time you see it, it doesn't look convincing, but then as they start to slow things down, you can clearly see that. You have to see it from behind the goal. Yes. Yep. If you're seeing it from the other angle, you're like, uh, that's not a penalty. It almost looked like a dive, to be honest. Like it looked like that's yeah. what happened. But then when you see it, you can tell that the foot gets him. Um, and I, again, I, I thought it was a good penalty. And I, I love, I love the emphatic pointing of the spot that the ref does. Just like boom, like he knew. I loved the- it. I, I turned to Joy. So this is like a late night game, right? Yeah, and really I'm late. laying there. Joy is laying like on my shoulder. The dogs are sleeping, and I'm just laying there, and I'm like, man, we just need to win this game. We get the penalty, and I'm like, that doesn't look like a penalty. Then they're looking at it, and I'm like, oh, I can see it being a penalty. I told Joy, I was like, if he starts doing this, the box symbol, it means that he's overturning it. And he doesn't do that on this one because it's not overturning anything. It was already called as mm-hmm. a penalty, right? Or was it not called as a penalty? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as he starts doing the box, I know. Yeah. I'm like, all right, here it comes. And he does this amazing. If you guys never saw this or if you didn't pay attention to it, you got to look this up. Because a lot of people said this is the ref showing everybody up. I don't believe that. Mm-mm. I think that I love this. You know when you watch like a baseball game and the 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 Umpires. ump does a yeah. huge strikeout call and you're like yes, or a huge out call like when yep. they're sliding in they're like yep, ah right. That is what this was. It was penalty. 
<laughs> it was the ref getting into it too. Like the ref yeah. was taking in the atmosphere. Like that yeah. place had to be up in an uproar. I mean, you had a lot of Mexican fans. You had USA fans. It's the first time that like we've all been able to pack stadiums. It's like the first big meaningful meaningful game back after COVID. This guy's just like feeling. You can just tell, and like, why not? Like you said, Jordan, I like the ones where the umpires like run kind of and just do the, ah, and they got you like in their face. And then you're like, the oh my God, are they like real are when, like, it's like when it's not a close play and I'm just like, mm-hmm. like that's lame, right? But when it's like sliding in and it's a close play and the umpire takes you. a moment to look, right? He yep. takes a moment to look <laughs> and then he'll be like a full on punch down. Yep. You know, and you're like, it's like pointing yeah. at the glove, like, yeah, he got it. He got it. You're out of here. <laughs> it's really nice. And that's what this guy had. He had this, like, just this beautiful arm movement. Now, mm-hmm. what some people have pointed out, and they're right, he does, he might pull this out too early. Right now, he's probably thinking this might be the only penalty call I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. But when he has to make the second penalty call for the handball, he, he can't top. No, he can't no, top he can't. what he already did. You know, so it's yeah. not as good. Um, it also helped that that call was for us, and I was like, right. "Yeah," you know, it got me really into it. And then, uh, you know, the Mexican players are trying to mess up the penalty spot. You can see where they were kind of digging around there, but mm-hmm. Pulisic doesn't care. He puts it top right corner, beautifully placed penalty. I do want to say I I got into it with this guy on Twitter. I don't want to. I, I didn't really get into it. I was just like. I replied once or twice, but uh, he's, he's a Chelsea fan, I guess, but like the Chelsea fan accounts were sharing this penalty and they, they were loving it. And this guy was like, Oh, I don't want him taking our penalties. And I was like, why it was top right corner. Like nobody's getting to that. He said, yeah, nobody's going to get to it. But next time he's hitting the bar and I'm like, or he could just hit How it. How often has he seen posts? Pulisic take a penalty with Jorginho. Well, he, d- he doesn't do it for Chelsea, so I don't know how often <laughs> he's Jorginho done it. took like 150 in a row or something crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, to me, I'd rather be top right corner than anywhere that the goalie is going to be able to get it. So It was a beautiful penalty, and I think the goalie went with it, with the ball. He just couldn't yeah, get it. Yeah, he did. The, he just couldn't reach well. it. Um, yeah, like, and Christian, that's who you want taking it. Like, he's Okay, so this is kind of like, I guess... It's the Donovan uh, effect. I mean, Donovan yeah. used to take those yes. penalties and he'd put them away. Yeah, it's like you want your big game player like Kevin. Like KDB is not the goal scorer, but he's the guy who I would pick. Like if it's not a striker, it's him because it's like he's the guy. Like he's the captain. He deserves it and it's his call. And then if he wants somebody else to take it, then he can kind of give it up to somebody else. But... um no, I felt like this was like his moment. I mean, and, and I think Christian's always played with a chip on his shoulder because I think people have just always told him how not good he is. So, like, you're not good enough for this. You're not good enough for that. And I think that this year at Chelsea, I think he's he's even got more of a chip, which is really helpful for us. And it's nice, too, when he just says, like, in the post game, like, I'm just going to put this top bin, <laughs> you know, like – and he did like it, it was like nothing for him. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do that, no problem. What he's um he's our leader, and how old is is he? Twenty twenty two, I think. Twenty two is he? Maybe he just turned twenty three, but he he's not uh... twenty two. Yep, he turns yeah, twenty three in September. That's wild. Yeah. Like if you're talking about like wild experience, um, 
I mean, you're talking about guys like Mo Salah, like 27, 28, 29. You're talking about different guys like that, and our guy is 22. Yeah, he was 18 <laughs> when we did qualifying last time, you know? And he's, he's one of our most experienced players on the team right he now. He had a bedtime in the World Cup. So yeah, it's like is. Brooks <laughs> and him are like the most qual- you know, most uh, senior yep. players right now. With McKinney um, behind him, and it's like McKinney's yeah. not old either. So, <laughs> Pulisic buries it. He runs over, takes off his shirt. He's celebrating. The whole team celebrates. Great pictures of this published as well, but just a wonderful uh, scene, except for the fact that then the, Mexican the fans, fans are throwing everything. Uh, this happens all the time in these games, to be honest. I was not surprised by it. I wouldn't either. And uh, one of them got Geo. And Gio was down for a bit. Um, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, I mean, we had Berhalter taking out players on the sideline a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> I saw some people getting really mad at that, and I was I like... I thought it was... Well, the, one of them wasn't his fault, really, because yeah, he tripped yeah. over the water. Like, he yeah. tripped over, and he's, like, trying to, like... You know, but all... Yeah, he's just trying to get it. the ball. He's yeah. just trying to get the ball to well, speed things up or whatever, but... Maybe. I've seen Pep and them kind of, like, squirrel it away like oh crap i meant to Nah, i'm sorry i love that when managers pick it up and this kind of like like, like they hold on to it too long yeah like, yeah no. i think that's what he was trying to do He's but i like but, seeing the fire yeah. from berholter uh for everybody that acts like he doesn't care yeah whatever. then we get another penalty handball on mckenzie this is something that uh you know a lot of people are saying shouldn't have been called the bad thing is when you have VAR, it's always going to get called because everything looks worse in slow motion. Because mm-hmm. you're thinking, well, he could just move his hand right there, but it's actually like a tenth of a second. But mm-hmm. I also think that I understand, you know, like my wife was even saying like, well, what's he supposed to do? And I'm like, I understand people saying that, but also I know defenders are trained to put their hands behind their back. Yep. You can jump with your hands behind your back. Now, obviously, that's not natural. It's not what you immediately think to do. But when you're in the box, you just it, sometimes that's going to happen. And at first, I thought they were looking at Brooks. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he took the, yeah. the ball and the ding-dong there. So I was like, that's not a handball. And I was like, oh, no, we're looking at McKenzie. Like, oh, man, that is a handball. Yeah. I just knew they were going to call it. And I knew they were going to call it because I was like, it's CONCACAF. It's Mexico versus USA. They're down a goal. It's going to add some more drama. Of course they're going to. Of course they're going to give it. They give it. Horvath steps up, makes the save. If he didn't make the save, it probably would have had to have been retaken. Because I saw they were uh, the one of the other Mexican players was encroaching. Yeah. But that's not always called either. So you never know. But he saves it. It gets a little nervy where it's kind of coming back and in and back and in and out and mm-hmm. back and in. And then finally Horvath is able to smuggle it and uh, hold on to it. And it's not too much later that the final whistle blows and everybody's able to celebrate. And it was just great. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the guy jumping off the balcony, uh, <laughs> the streaker that runs on the field, yeah. the, the, the game being paused for the uh, anti-discriminatory chant yeah. that Mexico always chants. Um, man, what else did we not talk? We talked a little bit about the melee on the field, yeah. But it was just a crazy game. Had literally everything. Red card to Tata Martino during 
the penalty review for the Pulisic penalty, mm-hmm. I was pissed off at that too because I was like, there was another Mexican coach that was like uh, talking to the ref as he's trying to get to the VAR mm-hmm. booth, and I was like, just just tell them to get away from you, dude, yeah. because like you have a job to do, and then. Mm-hmm. He's visibly upset when Tata comes over and touches. I know he's not like actually assaulting him or anything. Yeah. He's putting his arm around him. But right. that guy was like, I've had I just told your other dude to back off. I'm getting you out of here. And then Greg and went over there. Great picture of that with the ref having a red card and like Greg holding on to Tata. It was a really great picture of that too. It was wild. Man, just what a game. Uh all around. Uh I- I'm glad I stayed up for it. Um not that I wasn't going to. It's just, right, you were you just going to turn it off right when extra time yeah. hit. Like, oh, got to go to bed. <laughs> got to go to bed, yeah. I had a tough time going to bed afterwards because I was mm. just so hyped up from it. I was like, oh, that was a great game. And uh, I saw somebody comment on Reddit saying, don't get too carried away with this win, like blah, 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 blah. And somebody responded back to them. And it was like the perfect response. It was like, if you can't get excited about that win, then sports are not for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's things we did wrong in that game. Yep. But we just beat Mexico in a meaningful game for the first time since 2013. And had to come back and do it. And had to time. come back Every from time. one minute down. Yep. One minute down, they went behind. We caught 80 up second minutes, they went behind. Yep. Yeah. So, like, and that's what they, that's what one thing that Doyle and them were talking about. I remember they were all, they all were saying it. They said, this is the win that when you're a younger group, these are the kind of wins that you want to see. This is the one that should excite you most because this one had adversity. It had Stefan going down with a pretty serious injury. Um, you had Horvath come in and he hadn't looked great, but then he looked great. Um, and, and, you know, he looked really stable. The defense had kind of been kind of shaky, but they solidified that with Tyler Adams. Greg made choices and he changed the, the style of play so that that changed. Um, and like you said, it had everything. It had, you know, people jumping off balconies and it had Clint Dempsey. I mean, we haven't even talked about yeah, Clint. Yeah, with his camo suit. His uh, beautiful camo suit and his just his overall just swagger that he brings yeah. to the broadcast. Um, I'm so glad that they've done that because everybody else around him, like Charlie Davies, and like they're all like, they're all very like professional and yeah, <laughs> they've yeah. all done it a while. <laughs> And Clint's just learning, so he's kind of he's kind of he's always rough anyway. And he, he and I didn't know that like you knew more about that that he'd always been kind of not very friendly with with media, um, just not very open at all. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of just ignored a lot of them. But they said that he just has this like swagger to him that it, it's funny. Like he's wearing the sunglasses and you can't see his face. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, they made him take it off at some point. Yeah, but they then did. it became yep. a thing that yep. I think they're like, all right, now like, the next time they're like, where's your glasses? And he put them on. I was like, yeah, now they know people loved it. They're going to give it to him. Oh, he turned into a trending topic on yeah. Twitter within like a minute of the game. So, uh, yeah, that was that was USA Mexico. They got to lift the trophy. I stayed up watching all the trophy presentation. It was great. Fantastic. Um, And you know what? People complained it was the late Sunday night game, but to be honest, I thought it really set the mood for it. I liked sitting in the dark watching this game. It was was great. People also have to understand that, like, some of these games are over in uh, Denver. Yeah. And you're going to get more people out to a game in the evening, usually, Mm -hmm. I think. But they also had to play two games. They had to play the 
They played mm-hmm. them at the same place, the, the third place, and then this game. Just good results. Uh, then they played uh, Costa Rica yesterday. Different lineup, but Brendan Aronson scores eight minutes in. Daryl DK scores his first international goal in the 42nd minute. Reggie Cannon in the 52nd, and Gio Reyna takes the penalty in the 77th minute. I do want to point out, because a lot of people were getting really hyped about that, too. Like, oh, we just beat a team 4-0 that drew against Mexico. This was also uh, – they made, like, seven or eight changes in yeah, this on was Costa Rica's a, side. <laughs> so, this was a depth thing. Pretty but... much like a B team versus a B mm-hmm. team in, in, in this regard. So, still fun, still great, but, like, I saw some people being like, now we're the best team in CONCACAF. And it's like, you know Whoa, what? easy. We're going to have some difficulties with these teams still. Let's not forget all these games that we played were here at home. Yeah. There's going to be some difficulties on the road. So I don't want people to then, like, when we lose to Costa Rica 1-0 in in Costa Rica, people will be, like, ready to burn everything down. (laughs) You know, like, it's going to happen sometime. It's CONCACAF. It's CONCACAF, and we're going to be away from home. They have VAR now, so you know they're going to be looking for stuff uh, (laughs) to be giving. Um, But, yeah. So World Cup qualifiers are also going on for CONCACAF. Uh, you know, Canada is doing pretty well on those. They have some qualifiers against Haiti. Looks like two legs that they have to do against that coming up. But, yeah. Um, man, anything else you want to talk about with the USA? Um, we got to see a Daryl DK goal, and we got to see yeah. a Brennan Aronson goal. So you and I were both really happy because those are our guys. Um and I thought, I, and again, I, I'm going to keep harping on Brendan Aronson every chance I get just because, I mean, some of the stuff that, <laughs> that nutmeg twice that he put in between people and defenders, Costa Rican defenders, <laughs> uh, you got to see him play a lot more than I did. But it's just, it's amazing how young he is and how confident he is. Um, and then I saw an interesting thing. It was like, think about all these guys at Leipzig with Jesse Marsh. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it was like, just think about all the possibilities that are coming down the pipeline, like Caden Clark. And, you know, you got Brendan Aronson, you got all those guys that are over there with them now, Tyler Adams. But did you see that Tyler Adams is um, rumored Linked to Arsenal? Yeah. To Arsenal. yeah. Stay away. Yeah. Stay away. Apparently he's an Arsenal fan though. I saw like people showing tweets of him. Where does he fit in with, Where does he fit in with party? What are they going to do? A play a two defensive mid, uh, bash him and smash him? Like what I don't know we... how well party did there though either. Um, I mean, we barely heard about him this season True. when we're watching Premier League. So yeah. who knows? It would be kind of cool to see him there, but I kind of wanted him to stay over and, and play yeah. with all those guys. So same, yeah. Especially now that uh, he'll be, he's at Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Uh with marsh um yeah i I don't don't know why you would the u.s and europe that's what that's what that team's gonna be called soon yeah (laughs) red bull usa just wait um let's go ahead and talk some revolution logo Mm -hmm. i'm gonna show so if you haven't seen this if you want to look up the visual version of this podcast on youtube or it's making the rounds on twitter so I'm sure you're seeing it, but this is a rumored New England Revolution rebrand. One thing that they did right is keep the name Revolution so far. On this. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to say that because I don't want people to freak out and be like, oh, no, we're getting New England SC over here. Ready? So I'm going to show this. There we go. So it is a circle 
which a lot of people are upset about. But I haven't really paid much attention to the circle part because the middle just has so much stuff going on. You got New England Revolution 1996, and it's got like this. How would you even describe this? Almost like a rose petal. Like if you're looking over the top of it, like over like an aerial shot of a rose petal. It also like, kind of reminds me of a red version of the thing on the back of Monica's door and friends. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like this, yep. the way that it's kind of like curly like that. I don't know yeah. how else to describe that uh, with an R in the middle. That looks very old school R. It looks really cool. Um, I like it. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? I really like it. I, I like the colors. And I, like you said, I did my first thought wasn't the circle. It was like right on that little the, the badge like the colorful part because i think they did a nice job of making it all white and behind it so it, it doesn't it does it everything goes right into the color um but i like it I, I like you said the first thing i looked for was the year because i like when the teams have the years in them and their logos and i like when it has their nickname so the revolution which i really enjoyed i don't know what it stands for because i didn't get that deep into twitter like trying to r- figure out what the red is like i don't know it's it's interesting um, somebody yeah, said it know. looks like they're trying to cancel the revolution because <laughs> it has yeah. a red mark going through it. But I was like, "That's true." I don't know. It's it's definitely funky. Like it's it. Def- I I don't like their logo now. I know people. Some people like it. I don't really like it. Um, I always thought it, and it's it's the hardest thing to freaking put on a power ranking. So <laughs> I'm all for this circular one. Kind of looks like Lester's circular um, logo. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there was a time where everybody wanted them to get rid of the Crayola flag, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I don't mind it now. I used to want them to change it, but um, if they switch to this, I don't think this is. To be honest, I don't think this is better than what they have. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's worse than what they have. I think it's kind of like. I'm okay with it if they have it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Please post that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, but that, that is, uh, that's my thought for it. Um, I, I think it's not worse. It's not better. Uh, I think that they're, I think you could get rid of the circle to be honest, or make mm-hmm. the circle more interesting than what's in the middle. Or, I mean, like, not more interesting, but, like, Design less plain, because it, it yeah. is just literally a, a blue, thick circle with very basic font. But the middle part is really the part to latch on to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way to, like, incorporate that, just that middle part into it with uh, still some of the logo and the name and the stuff like that. Like, how to rework that. I like what you've done here. Yeah, I'm gonna post this right now. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's what it looks like, though. Doesn't it does it? big time. Like right when you said it, I was like, "Yep, I see it. I totally see it. It looks like it big time." So that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good. I, I think it's good. I think if like when you see the actual, so like the circle part is not part of the actual crest. I think a lot of the merchandise that has been popping up with this it's just the rose thing. is just the, like the red part with the R. And I think that is great. So if you get rid of the circle and you just had that, and then 
as the actual crest mm-hmm. without anything with like the name inside of it, I think that's fine. Yeah. And then on like official merchandise, you could just put the name. You could, like, yeah, you or could like put the not the official, it. but like a like if it was like a uh, like a team book or something like that, or like on TV, if you really wanted to put the name, you could if you wanted, because they like that's what they do. They file for all these patents. Like they could just make that one just like Crew did. I mean, Crew's using that one for their jersey, and then the other yeah. ones for yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk the only game that's happening this weekend. We also got Euros starting tomorrow on Friday. Yeah. So the day you're listening to this, probably. But yeah, it's pretty good. We have uh, at Children Mercies Park, we have Kansas City versus Austin. This is such a random game. It is. Like why? Like I thought it was the home opener, and then I looked. I at thought it and I was so like, too, because I saw somebody counting down to it, and they were showing them putting the Q two logo. Maybe maybe the people think that it really is like that. Aren't Austin fans that are gonna be like they're gonna be really disappointed? But like, why is this game out here by itself? Like it, it's the only game for a week. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. The opening know. is the nineteenth. Maybe so. it has something to do with because Austin's played so many away games that they had to kind of shift things and maybe that's why maybe. they're stuck here but that's it's just weird because the they've year. already played skc very recently too mm-hmm. so it's just weird scheduling very odd but uh it's our match of the week it is. this is uh <laughs> the one that we're picking to say hey if you're gonna watch any mls game this weekend it should be this one <laughs> people that don't see the video are gonna be so good <laughs> they're like wait what other games you just said it was the only one our uh are you agreeing that this is the game? This looking, is the game looking, to watch. Looking through the list of games, um, I, I'm thinking that you know I I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yes, Jordan, I picked this game for the game of the week, and I think the national broadcast even picked this for the game of the week. It's weird because I picked this game of the week. Uh, wow, we you really know what's funny though? You said out. you said national broadcast picked. They're not. They, they did not. They did not. They said, you know what? We're gonna show other games. <laughs> the dog shows on today. <laughs> yeah, they're probably showing Euros. Honestly, they it's are. Saturday, they right? Are. But it's Saturday night. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> right? Or no, Saturday at three o'clock. So yeah, there's definitely Euro games. So ESPN mm-hmm. was like, no, I'm not. That's brutal. Yeah, what game is it up against on the Euros? I gotta look this up now because I'm gonna have to see if I can juggle some of this stuff. I know Saturday's great because it's got all sorts of games. What game is Monday? Because I'm off work Monday. I could watch some. I'm going to get my hair cut on Monday, too. 3 o'clock. It's against Belgium and Russia. It's a pretty good game, Belgium. But yeah. Russia's not that great, so I Tomorrow, will say... Italy and Turkey. 3 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm working from home that day, so I can have it on. There's your Monday games. You want them? It's Scotland and Czech Republic at 9. Poland and Slovakia at noon, and then Spain and Sweden at three o'clock. So I'm gonna try to That'd get my hair game. cut maybe around eleven between the two games. The Czech game and the Poland game. Yeah. The Sweden and uh Spain game, that should be decent. What day is that? Oh it's yeah. Monday. That's at three. Three o'clock, yeah. And then I gotta drop my dogs off at my parents and then we're gonna go to bed early and leave for Florida, so Come on down. Yeah, should be good. 
but yeah, I think that about wraps up everything. Uh, you want to do, I don't know. Do you think, uh, SKC gets the win here again against Austin? Yeah, I think so. Uh, home hundred percent capacity children's mercy park. Austin really hasn't been good lately, really struggling to score SKC probably becoming the best team in the West right now, just because I think Seattle's kind of taking a little step back. Um, so SKC is kind of rising in those power rankings where I think if they win this game, you know, and how it shakes up the next week following that, I think you're going to start to see SKC really start to turn on the, on the uh, energy here and, and really kind of pull away from the rest of the teams in the West, maybe um, except maybe Seattle. But again, yeah, I think that this is a, this is a nightmare kind of game for, for Austin right now. Excited about their home opener next week. Um, has to play this game. Kind of like a trap. Um, now I know why they're they're really pumping up Saturday at Q2 Stadium. It's because they're doing a special season ticket event uh, um, to pick up special gift commemorating their inaugural season. So that's what they're. That's why they keep saying stuff about six twelve. I was thinking, oh, maybe that's the day it starts. I thought it was the nineteenth, but then I was right. It is the nineteenth. <laughs> so just some confusing the, stuff there. The stadium's going to be open a week, and you can get your seats starting. Uh, yeah, starting. I guess maybe that'd be cool if they let them in and watched it there i think they might be able to do that, that would have been cool yeah. there on the screen or something yeah i know they've been doing a lot of those parks like i know um ernan's been showing like on austin we are austin tv they've been showing um them at like a big bar outdoor areas and austin fans are nuts i'm excited for the 19th i think that that's going to be a great fan base yeah uh, one last thing jason davis of sirius xm fc he does the U.S. soccer show there, United States of Soccer. He says that from the source responsible for the Revs rebrand says that they think there is another MLS team that's also eyeing a rebrand. Who would you think? Rapids, RSL, Quakes? I could see RSL. That makes yeah. sense. RSL makes total sense if they're going for that re you know how they were kind of going through that imaging thing with everything. Let's see who hasn't refreshed it in a while. Like DC refreshed theirs recently to have the Eagle coming out of the crest. Sporting to Philly. Uh, Atlanta's is still so new. Union tweaked their colors a bit. Orlando's is great, so I don't. Orlando should be fine. I think NYCFC is fine enough. Um, yeah, you know, players. if I was thinking of it, it'd probably be somebody in the West. I would say RSL. I could see the Rapids or RSL. RSL big time. I don't know if that. RSL would do it yet. They haven't been sold. So I think we could rule them out. That's true. I didn't think Because you would be in charge of that. I think we can rule them out. So maybe maybe Quakes. Quakes just did theirs however long ago. Like that's not like it's still kind of new, but I guess not super new. I wouldn't mind a Rapids rebrand. I think their crest is okay. It's just I, I hope whatever it is, they stick with their name and just kind of refresh the badge. But I was going to say Portland's relatively new, so I don't imagine them. Yeah, they updated theirs recently to remove the letters in. They had Portland Timbers written in their crest. Oh, originally. you know who probably is changing it? Enter Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they have no to, way. They're going to have like no five way. stars, and it's going to be the DP. It symbolizes like five. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I don't know who else it would be. I liked our IS RSL thing, but then I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, because I think whoever would want to be in charge of that would want to... Well, that'll be three, because the Fire are doing theirs next year. 
Yeah, yeah, but that one's already known. So I'm assuming it's one that's not known. And Houston just did theirs. And if I'm looking at brands that are not super strong, it's Rapids. Quakes could probably get a rebrand with just get rid of the ball and the logo and change that up a bit. Um, LAFC still very new. Maybe the white caps could change there. So I like it. I think they might look at it and say, well, it's just three triangles or whatever. Like, why don't we make it a circle or an oval? Right. I wonder when, uh, how long has FC Dallas has been like that? I don't know. They were originally the burn. So I don't know when they switched to FC Dallas. Let me see if I can locate that. They were the burn for a while. I could totally see you being right about the Rapids one, though. It just hasn't, it doesn't have like the wow. Yeah. Them in San Jose, they don't have like the wow. It's just soccer ball stuck in the middle of a crest, both of them. Yeah, the old Quakes logo I actually really liked better, I think. That's when they were the actual earthquakes, not just quakes. Out of all those logos, which one's your favorite? Out of all what? All the crests that we have mm-hmm. in MLS? Or out of or out of the ones we're speculating? No, out of the ones um, that we have right now. So if I'm giving the best crest in MLS. Mm-hmm. Ooh, best of the crest. One. I got mine. That's a tough one. Uh, I do like the unions since they rebranded it to be lighter. It used mm-hmm. to be darker color, so it looked a little bit more drab. I think that's the issue Colorado has a bit right now. I think their colors... I don't know. When you shrink down the Rapids logo, it's not very identifiable. I mm-hmm. think that's probably their problem. When I look at... If I'm not going to say my favorite team <laughs> and looking at Crest that is not the Union... Oh, man. I would probably say it's got to be like Seattle or Galaxy, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe Minnesota. With the loon. I was going to say that's mine. Minnesota? Mm-hmm. I like theirs. I really, really nice. like um, Austin's, too. It's funky. Um, it's like their tree. I like theirs. Yeah, I, I think I read, though, that that doesn't really have any significance there. Yeah. There's trees so in Austin. Weird. Duh. Oh, yeah. There are. <laughs> Dang. I, I just totally spaced, spaced on that. it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like how the Union have a snake. There's snakes yeah. in Philadelphia. Oh, I got it. And the Rocky Mountains are in Colorado. That's great. Yep. Oh, you're just mind blowing me right now. I don't even understand wait, what's going. Wait till on. I try to explain the the FC Cincinnati one because I can't. Don't know what it oh, means. I can. Can you? Yeah, it's based off the Queen City, right? And the Queen uh, and something with the Griffin. I don't know. I feel like that's something that links with it. Hmm. With a church? I think it has something to do with a church. Logo meaning. Oh, yeah. Let's look that up. Um, their old logo is a lot better, though. But... Yeah, I've seen it. It's cool. 
Okay, so the winged lion of St. Mark the Anv Av Av Evangelist. Why was I having such a tough time with that? Uh, he is uh, part of the Church of Alexandria. Christianity has something to do with Cincinnati. But, hmm. I don't know. We should get the guys on to ask about that. <laughs> Let's have everybody on that we've had on to ask about everyone's crest. Yeah. What's it mean? Which one's your favorite? <laughs> um, yeah, I think we can wrap it up. We're kind of mindlessly wandering right now. That's fine. Uh, if you can follow us on Twitter at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, TikTok Stateside Soccer Show. You want to hear me talk about some USL, some NISA, some NPSL? All that good stuff is over on our YouTube called The Close Pyramid. We also do our power ranking show there. I forgot to upload that one. I just put it up recently. But guess what? There's no game, so I didn't have to worry about it. Uh, so that was good. But yeah, go ahead and check those out. Those are exclusive to YouTube. If you want to hear them on podcast, just let us know. Maybe we put them on there. I don't know. But. Uh, we will catch y'all next time. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.